Okay, so firstly, we've got to address something. I have a fucking theme song. I have a theme song written about me, for me, for my podcast, which is my personal life story. If any of you were thinking, is she maybe a narcissist? Well, I've basically just confirmed, yes, I am a narcissist. And I have my best friend, Natalie Atkinson, who has an EP. It's called Fangirl. It's on Spotify. You should listen to it. I have to thank her for that. She fueled my narcissism, and now I'm obsessed with this theme song. I want it to play when I enter a fucking room. Like, I'm so in love with it. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. So the title of this episode is called Um and then Burr. Um, as in like, you know, when you don't know what to say and you say, um, and then burr is like, you know, when that characteristic sound of like, oh, if someone's cold and you go burr, it's cold. Well, that's what that is. And I have my childhood to thank me for that because I used to say, um, a lot, way too much because I had a stutter and I would say, um, in between words because I didn't, I couldn't string sentences if I was talking to someone. Because I had literally like zero confidence and I was so insecure. And then in front of a class, anytime I'd get up and I'd have to speak, I'd say, um, and then my class would go, burr, fuck that shit. I'm so fucking annoyed. Oh my God, that's a repressed, awful memory, but it's fine. We have to talk about it because we're talking about my life and we're talking about me. So how did that girl who, you know, got made fun of, become this girl who has a theme song written about her. Well, here we go. Five minutes to get you hooked. And for this episode, there's a couple of things you should know. My first friends were Harry, Ron, and Hermione. I'm, I'm like dead ass. Like, I'm so serious. Here's why. My parents taught me how to read at the age of four. So by first grade, I was reading Harry Potter, and it was no big deal for me to read like big chapter books. So I was that one kid that sat at that one table at lunchtime in her own fucking world, didn't care about anybody else, and everyone thought that she was kind of weird, but it's fine. It, I did, didn't matter to me because I had friends. They were just fictional characters. Um, also, I think now that the title of this episode is called Um and then Burr, I can't help but like count how many times I say um in, a, in this podcast. And I've already said it once, so let's see if I can say it less than 10 times. So, I never used to speak to people. I would never speak to people. I was just too shy and too insecure. I never used to wear colorful clothes. I went to an, a uniform school, but even if it were free dress or like a day we could not wear uniform, I would stick to my uniform or I would wear something black or brown or just absolutely neutral because I really didn't want to stand out. I went from that to all of a sudden high school. I was the vice president of my entire high school. In college, I became that one student that professors begged not to participate because they had heard enough of my opinions. So how the fuck did that happen? Well, junior year, I got struck by lightning. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. It was a slow process. This isn't like some superhero comic book, even though I wish it was. 
Like it wasn't something that, oh, I got hit by lightning or I drank some superhero potion or I woke up and all of a sudden I was just super confident, super talkative. It was a very slow process. And I think to understand why, I need to go back and think about that second grader who was so shy and so timid. And it's because it all started when my second grade teacher bullied me. I was bullied by my second grade teacher. Saying that twice just made me realize that I, it's something that has really affected me, and here's why. So when I was in kindergarten, 9-11 happened. Um, it was obviously a traumatic event um, for me, it for everyone. And then for me personally, it changed the course of my life because we were the only family with a Muslim last name. My last name is Khan. And we were the only Muslim like family at my entire school for nine fucking years. But anyways, second grade was when it first showcased that, oh, this is going to affect me for the rest of my life. My second grade teacher would ask me questions about, what are your opinions on President Bush? What does your mosque say about President Bush? You believe in Allah, right? I was fucking eight years old. I had no idea. I had no idea. Like, I didn't even, first of all, I barely went to the mosque. It was so fucking far away. I'm not that religious. And I did not know what I was. I did not know what I believed in. When you're eight years old, you don't really know things like that. But I feel like my innocence was kind of taken away a little bit by her. And all of a sudden, I became really scared because she would observe me so intensely that I felt like I couldn't speak because I'd say something and like a bomb would blast. You know what I mean? Like that's like I immediately was so petrified that she's going to think that I'm something that I'm not. But it's like I didn't know how to handle that situation. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell, I didn't tell anyone because I was just so scared. I didn't want to be sent to like Guantanamo Bay, you know, <laughs> like I didn't know at eight years old what that was. But, you know, I now I know that I was afraid of being like labeled as something that I wasn't. So I didn't say anything. And finally, a couple weeks, a couple months went by. My parents started to notice that I was just not myself. And they got concerned and they found out one day because my mom had put henna, like these like little designs on my hand for this like holiday that we don't really like I don't really celebrate anymore. But like it was something that was going on. And I know I did it because I thought it was fun and everyone else was doing it. And I went to school the next day and my second grade teacher made me feel like absolute shit. She was like, oh, my God, it looks so gross. Like, what's on your hand, honey? Like, what did your parents do to you? Oh, my God. She said shit like that. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. Like, what did they do to me? I immediately became so embarrassed and so flustered. And again, this was something that made me so different from everybody else that I ran home and I started washing my hands. I think I spent the first week. I think henna is supposed to last maybe only like two weeks or something. But the first whole week that I had it on, I was scrubbing my hands so much that like they, my hands started to bleed. And that's when my mom found out. And my mom was like, Umber, what the fuck are you doing? Obviously, I was eight years old. She wasn't. She didn't cuss at me. But <laughs> her attitude was like, tell me what's going on right now. And I told her. And she realized that, oh, my God, like this is why you've become so timid and so insecure. Like, what the fuck? So then they went to the school and they complained. However, there's this thing called tenure. 
And if a teacher in America has tenure, it's really hard to get them fired. And let me tell you, like anything we said did not hold her accountable. And the school just let her continue. And I had to stay in her class. And she hated me even more because she found out that my parents had complained. It's a really sad story. Let's move past that. Anyways, now flash forward to fourth grade. I'm still that weird kid. Now I'm even a little bit more weird because I fucking had a thing against a teacher for no fucking reason because I was not able to tell my side of the story to anybody. So here we are in fourth grade. I am in my room reading The Hobbit. I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. I was obsessed with that book. And my mom comes into my room. She realizes that, oh my God, my daughter's a freak, (laughs) but in the nicest way, in the coolest way. She says, Umber, like, I love who you are, and I think that other people need to know who you are, so I need you to do something for me. I'm going to give you a task. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, I'm down. The straight A student in me was always down to do anything, and I always did whatever my parents told me to. So this was, like, totally, like, fine. And then I heard what she wanted me to do, and I fucking got petrified. She was like, Umber, tomorrow you need to go up to someone and tell them something about yourself or say hi or say how are you or have a little conversation. And I want you to tell me how it went. I need you to do this for me. okay?" And I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, totally fine. Like, I have friends. Like, I can talk to people. Fuck. Are you fucking kidding me? I was so scared. Like, I could not believe that she wanted me to do this. I was panicking. It was like I had a 10 page paper due. You know, you know that feeling when it's like you're procrastinating and you have a paper due and it's ruining your day and you can't even enjoy the show that you're watching, but you just don't want to start the paper. That was me. Like that was that feeling. I was like, holy shit. Like I don't want to do this and I have to do this. And it was just super daunting. The next day I go to school, the whole morning passes. Then it's lunchtime, lunchtime ends. And then it's like recess, recess ends. And I haven't talked to anybody. Recess, we have one more session of school. And then at the end, we had to run track. And it was either then, it was then actually, during track where I had this brilliant idea. My mom had told me that I had to go up to someone and say something. She didn't say that like they had to say anything back to me. So I kind of cheated. During track, I ran up to someone who I thought seemed very approachable, very nice, very kind. I ran up to her. I told her that, oh, this is exactly what I said. I was like, oh, like, I love track. Like, I love to run. And then I kind of looked at her, and then she was about to say something, and I ran away. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I cannot believe I did that, but hey, you know what? I fulfilled what my mom wanted me to do. The task was done. I could report to her. And then guess what? That girl is now my best friend, who is also the creator of this theme song. So we still know each other, and we've known each other for more than half our lives. And I have my mom to thank me, to thank for that. And I guess for me, that is what I would consider the first step of me kind of shedding away the insecurities that my second grade teacher had kind of instilled in me, kind of shedding away just the idea that, oh, everyone is out to get me. Everyone is an asshole at this school. It was me kind of like just shedding away the fact that I should not keep myself closed off. I need to open up. I need to meet people. I need people to know who I really am. And I need people to see me. 
So things did get better and they started getting better. And in high school, things completely changed for me. However, before I move on to high school, I wanted to take just this pause. Like I wanted to take a minute to talk about this episode specifically. Um, I am not editing this episode as much as I edited the first two episodes. I spent a lot of time writing most of my episodes that for this podcast, but for this episode specifically, I made a little bit of an outline, but because this episode is about how I talk a lot, I decided that it wouldn't, it, it didn't feel right to read off of paper. So most of this is me just speaking directly <laughs> to my microphone, my computer microphone, because, you know, the Amazon one still hasn't come. It's okay. Essential items should be delivered first, of course. But I wanted to let you guys know that I wanted this episode to be as real as possible because sitting here, I feel very vulnerable because I am very vulnerable right now. Like I am very insecure when I do this podcast and that will change. I know it will change, but it's hard to talk about yourself and put yourself out there the way that I am trying to do. I'm doing it because of that second grader that I told you about earlier in this episode. Yes, I am confident. I have no problem speaking in front of people. I have no problem meeting new people. In fact, I thrive doing it. I love doing it. I love making friends. However, a part of me will always be that little eight-year-old second grader who was bullied by an adult and made feel like an outcast. And I think... A reason why I am so talkative and I make sure to reach out to as many people as possible is because I feel like if I was an eight-year-old that no one reached out to, I don't want people to feel the same way that I felt. Even though it was part of it was me being closed off, but part of it was also the fact that, you know, like we live in a society where we do what other people do and if reaching out to someone who is kind of an outcast is looked down upon, like kids won't do it. So that is why I go out of my way to try and do my part in making someone feel comfortable and making them feel like they're seen, like they're heard, because everyone deserves that. And that was the theme of my high school experience. When I was a sophomore in high school, it really dawned on me that I had this kind of obligation to any of the other umbers out there who felt that they weren't heard, who felt that nobody wanted to speak to them, to let them know that, no, dude, like open yourself up to people and people want to know how amazing and how cool you are. So that was me in high school. I would go up to random people if I saw that they were alone. Some of them did want to be alone, like maybe 10%, but the other 90%, it was because people just didn't take the time to get to know them. High school is very, I feel like, superficial. Um, with that being said, <laughs> sophomore year, at the end of sophomore year, beginning of junior year, my mom gave me another task. She saw that this was something that I had been doing. And since she was a very talkative, very secure, very confident woman, I mean, my mom... Jesus. Like the reason why I didn't speak so much as a child was also because I honestly didn't fucking have to. Like she would just speak for me and it was amazing. Like she would come into my room while I'd be sitting there all throughout high school too. And I would I would always be alone. I don't have any siblings. So I would be sitting in my room doing my homework. She would come and she would talk to me for about 20 minutes and it was just a straight up fucking monologue from like 
a Shakespeare play where she was just this character just telling me a story. And I just sit there, like, listening to her, wondering, does she want input? And no, she didn't want any input. She just wanted me to listen, and then she would leave. So for me, like, these podcasts are kind of like me doing that. Like, I'm just sitting. I come. You're sitting in your room. I come in. I tell you a bunch of things to let you know that, hey, listen, like, I'm here for you. Listen to me. <laughs> like, you have no choice but to listen to me. And then I leave. So basically, I my mom told me, like, hey, there's this position, academic excellence and ASV, like maybe you switch a student body government. I think you should go for it because you're such a nerd. And honestly, like being a nerd is technically a cool thing now. So I don't mind saying it. Yeah, I, I mean, I was a straight A student. I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'll for sure go for it. And then I did. I interviewed for it. Freaking killed that interview only because it was academic excellence. If it was any other position, I'd bomb because... Like I freaking like, like academically, I was excellent. So it was like a win-win. I get on ASB, which helps me get out of my shell a little bit. I was talking to people that weren't just my friends. I was talking to other people. This helped me like, you know, make sure that I could introduce myself to a lot of people. It was one, it was the last years of high school where I met other friends that I have kept forever. Like two of my best friends, actually, I met during this time. And then Junior year passes, senior year comes, and I decide to run for vice president of the entire school. I don't know how. I don't know why. I just signed my name, and I was like, you know what? I can fucking do it. I can fucking do it. I know people, and people seem to like me. I seem to have a lot to say, and people seem to listen. So for my speech, I knew that 2,000 people would be listening. And I decided to not go the funny route, which I usually go. (laughs) I decided to talk about my message that I had kind of instilled in myself throughout high school. And it was like, hey, listen, like, if there's someone out there that you feel like no one is talking to or isn't talking to anyone or someone like looks lonely, like, please reach out to them. Like, let's reach out to each other. Let's be each other's friend. Like, I was once someone who like never used to speak. And now look at me like I'm speaking in front of 2000 kids. I never thought I'd get here. But here I am. And honestly, surprisingly enough, like that message clicked with kids. Everyone inside has like goodness in them. Like everyone is a good person, in my opinion. I think there's just people who are good, but then they have bad moments and bad times. And I feel like sometimes when, you know, you're being bullied or you feel like that kid is mean or whatever, I think it's like that kid, like not understanding that this is just a bad moment Um, and a bad thing that they're doing, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person. Um, So with that being said, I became the vice president. And honestly, like that also, I was talking to people like that I weren't my friends that I, you know, I was reaching out and it was great. Like I got to learn how to like converse easily with people, speak in front of crowds, no big deal. In fact, I started thriving on it almost. So then when we get to college, the first two years of college, I will talk about it in another episode because I try to block them out like they were horrible for me. But the second two years of college were amazing. I was studying what I wanted to study. I finally figured it out. You know, I I was on my way. I was on a good path. I was the student that professors were like, no, please don't participate. Like we heard enough of you. I um, went to Sweden. I don't know why. I I'm going back again soon, and I don't know how. Um, so my life did take a turn for the the better, and it was because, you know, of those baby steps that I made. Um, this isn't something that happens overnight. Like I said, it's something that takes time. 
And with that, I want to talk about where I'm getting at in this episode. So what I would like for you to take away from this episode is that, remember, like, I went from being a nobody or feeling like a nobody, I think is the right, like, terminology. I felt like a nobody. Now I feel like a somebody. However, life is not just like a straight road. It's like this up and down kind of thing that goes on and it fucking messes with your mind. One day you're confident, one day you're not, one day you're talkative. And then the next day I'm still just as talkative. But it doesn't mean that I'm not timid and shy and scared on the inside. It's really hard to put yourself out there, but please do. Please do. I've had some of the most amazing experiences by putting myself out there. I've met the most amazing people by making sure to introduce myself. And I wouldn't have it any other way. With that being said, this is Umber, like number without the N, and I'll be back for more episodes and back for more lessons, and I hope you enjoyed this one.